Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and this morning, design expert and television host Jason Cameron will be making a visit to talk about a really special contest that's sure to interest dog owners. We'll also be chatting with Susan Keyes Hagel from SCART, who is coordinating a really special event coming up this summer. Great conversations are just a minute or so away, so keep your radio tuned right here for more of the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm very excited to introduce designer and TV host Jason Cameron. Welcome to the Pet Place, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So let's tell our listeners a little bit about you. Um, You're kind of a celebrity out there, and and what is it that makes Jason Cameron? (laughs) Because we have a lot of pet people who might not know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm, I'm a pet person first. I think that's my main. Oh, you know, okay. for, I'm huge. I love dogs. I've had dogs all my life, and uh, it was funny. My wife, uh, Marianne, when she uh, she's always been a cat person. So oh. those of your, those of your listeners out there might might uh, uh, appreciate this because when I brought the, my the last well, we got a dog, I brought him home, and she was ready to you know send him back after the first two weeks. Oh no! A, well, you know, because I was a puppy. If you're not a dog person, you're not used to the, me having a puppy. Cats are easy, yeah. right? So, uh, but now you can't separate the two. Now they're best friends. Oh, wow. I mean, now they're like you know inseparable. So that's but that's how it goes. That's why that's the power dogs have. It's just uh, they're my dog CJ is my best friend. We do everything together. We run together. We exercise together. I mean, we we really he really is. It's unconditional love. You know, I mean, they really they really do make your life better. They know? really do. And I'm glad you brought up the point about sticking with a pet. I know a lot of people will give up a pet that they've adopted within the first two weeks because they think it's just too much work and they don't think it's ever going to get any easier. And that's the tough, yeah, that's the toughest period. You know, if you can get past that, if you can get past probably the first two months, then uh, it's only going to get better because they are so loving. I mean, and they have such their own personalities that, it, it, I mean, it's like coming home and, you know, if you had a bad day, your dog is always happy to see you, that's you know, right. and always cheers you up. So it's just a... Uh, beautiful relationship that you know we have with them absolutely and they're really smart too so you can train them to do anything you just have to have the follow-through and the patience and you'll have a great dog i always call it dedication you know if you're consistent with them uh and you're dedicated then uh you'll have the best dog in the world and uh you know that's and that's you know one of the reasons i'm I'm so excited about this um is that when uh, Beneful approached me to do this contest, it was a no-brainer for me, you know, because I get to lend what I normally do on camera anyway, which is design and, and build and that kind of thing, with my passion for dogs. So it was like a no-brainer. Well, what is the contest? Well, it is the uh, Wag World Dream Dog Bar Contest, and it is the first of its kind. It's the first contest of, the con- of its kind. And, and for all your listeners out there, this is a great opportunity for them to get involved. And uh, those of us who go to the local dog park, you know, we, you know, we usually have one in our area, it's a great chance for them to uh, dream about the ultimate dream dog park that they would want and get involved in the contest. So uh, really, at the end of the day, it really does celebrate our relationship, though, with our dogs. And that's really what this, uh, what this is all about. So for, for any question that your listeners may have, they can go to BenefulDreamDogPark.com and have all the questions answered. But basically what it is is we want 
your listeners to do what they do every day anyway, which is to take their dog to the local dog park, their best friend, and, uh, and take a camera with them. Take a video camera with them and just do a short video, about two minutes, just explaining if – answer this question basically. If you had $500,000 to create the ultimate dream dog park, what would you do? And uh, that's what we want. We want to see your personality. We want to see your dog's personality and uh, explaining – what you would do to create that ultimate dream dog park. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a wonderful <laughs> idea. I have a dog that I take to a dog park all the, all the time, and I, I I really enjoy doing that, but I can tell you our, our local dog park is seriously lacking. <laughs> well, there you go. And, you know, it's funny because uh, I think most people, especially a lot of your listeners are, are listening now thinking, yeah, I know a dog park, you know, and, and, and you more than likely there. I know, I know townships do, do their best, you know, for dog parks. Well, let's face it, they can always be better, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they can always, and for $500,000, you can build a really, really nice dog park. So this is a great opportunity for people to get involved, and uh, and who knows, the, whoever enters might be the ultimate winner, but the whole township's going to win. The whole area would win because they're all going to be able to experience uh, and use that dog park because, uh, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day is, um, you know, I might show up in their area and say, hey, you're the winner of this Ultimate Dream Dog Park. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Now, the dog park renovation will be a $500,000 renovation, but then the, the person who submits the idea also gets a prize, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Actually, there's more than that. Uh, the the runners-up will also receive a year's supply of beneficial dog food, so it's definitely a win-win, and the winner themselves will receive uh, and $5,000 cash. So yep. there's there's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty darn good. You can make your own little dog park in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. You can take that $5,000 cash and extend what you did at the dog park into your own backyard and make your okay. dog's life even better. So, Well, here's yeah. the, big, so, the big question, Jason. Will you help yeah. the winner with their $5,000 design a little place in their backyard? We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. I'm sure Beneful won't mind if I give a little uh, advice on the side to the, to the homeowners uh, okay, and, their, and their house. <laughs> now, how wild can people get with their designs? I mean, do they have to draw anything out, or can't, do they just talk about it? You know what? I, I prefer, On the video, that's really what we want. We want to see these videos. We want to see their imagination come to life. Because for me, it's like dream big. I'm, I'm a big proponent of dreaming big. Uh, so you, if it, we call it the ultimate dream dog park for a reason, because it's the ultimate dream dog park. So what I suggest to people is think about the things that you'd love to do with your dog. If you'd love to go to the beach, maybe you want a nice sandy area in your dog park. You know, if you'd like to hike, maybe you want some trails around the perimeter of the park that you can hike on, you know, with some... Maybe you want some shady trees for the summertime so you can sit under. So, you know, it's really individualized. It really depends on uh, your listeners what they want, what they envision as the ultimate dream dog park. So that's what's so great about this because everybody's different, you know. Okay. So when you're talking video, then you're having people go to their local dog park with their dog, and do they need to create some graphics to put in the video? I mean, what if somebody's pretty video editing illiterate? I mean, will they have even the remotest chance of winning? If oh, yeah, that's talk? a good question. I, my best advice is to keep it simple because okay. really what we want to see is your relationship with your dog we, because that's, you know, that's ultimately what this is about. It's about you and your relationship with your dog. So we want to see you interact with your dog, but also at the same time describe on camera very simply what it is you want to make the ultimate dream dog park. You know, like I said, if you want a sandy beach area, if you want a, uh, a water feature, whatever it is that your dog loves and you love doing together, that's what I want to see. So you don't have to be, trust me, you don't have to be a director or a producer to do this. Just a handheld, just real simple POV, just you talking about what it is that you want to make the ultimate dream dog park for you and your dog. And even if you have a friend come and your friend just holds the camera while you 
while you talk to cameras. So, you, you, no, it can be very, very simple. Okay, that sounds great. And when is the deadline to get your video in? The deadline is June 18th, so we're approaching that uh, r- rather quickly here. <laughs> okay, okay. So that that makes the simple idea even better then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say don't hesitate. I'd say now's the time. I mean, you know, like you said, we do this every day anyway. You know, okay. we, we're always taking our dogs to the dog park, so now's the perfect time. To, uh, you can't wait much longer. You know, we're running out of time. Okay, and how do people submit their videos? Where do they send them? They can go to BenefitDreamDogPark.com, and they can upload their, their videos. Okay, so, and And still... all the other questions they might have, too, will be answered by going to BenefitDreamDogPark.com. So. Okay, and it's B-E-N-E-F-U-L DreamDogPark.com. Correct, yeah, B-E-N-E-F-U-L, yes. Okay, okay. And then let's talk about, um, you said there's, Ten finalists that are going to be announced. Yeah, well, the, the grand prize winner mm-hmm. uh, will be announced. Uh, actually, the Beneful uh, Wag World Dream Team. We, we, we're going to have a dream team that's actually going to select the winners. Um, we'll select the grand prize winner in August of 2010. Okay. And there will be nine uh, finalists, nine runner-ups as well oh. that will be uh, that will be selected. So. Okay. Um, but I will be part of a team that uh, will have the task of, uh, of judging this, and I know it will not be simple because I'm, I'm hoping to so. get a lot of really cool, interesting videos. Okay. And then will this be on TV at all, or will this just be on the website? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think that that might that probably better answered on BenefitDreamDogPark.com. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure if it's how it's going to be aired. If it's going to be just. Um, web or if it's going to be uh, TV. But it, but you'll definitely be able to see the finalists on the website. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. definitely, without a doubt. I mean, definitely on, on the Beneful uh, uh, website, but okay. uh, there might be other ways as well, but definitely on that. Are you having any interactive judging? Like if, uh, if you post all the videos online, can people vote for their favorites, or is this just simply a judging team that's going to be looking at Actually, it? no, the, the public will get a chance to view and vote. Uh, that will be uh, from July 14th. Through August 11, 2010, okay. the top 10 finalist uh, videos will be posted on BenefitDreamDogPark.com for the public actually to view and to vote on. So it is interactive. Oh, okay. we, we really want people to get involved, and especially dog lovers, you know, because we want them not only to uh, to watch the videos, but get involved and vote and uh, give their opinion on on what they think, and uh, you know, and give their. Uh, People, let's face it, people like to judge, right? They like to look yeah. and, and see, <laughs> I like this, I like that, and, uh, and put their two cents in. So we, we encourage people to go on and do that. So, again, that will be from July 14th until August 11th, 2010, that they can actually go on and, and look at the videos at BenefitDreamDogPark.com and, and place their votes. Okay. And then the, the last question I have for you is after everything's been decided, when will the new dog park be completed in your estimation? Probably spring of 2011 is when we're uh, anticipating. Okay, well that's yeah, that'll, good. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the unveiling. Uh, we'll, we'll actually we'll show up at the uh, at the winners' uh, uh, house or in their area on September of 2010 and okay. to announce that hey, you're the winner, and uh, you know we'll get all that on camera, the celebration, and then we can get down to bear tax and start really you know focusing in on the build. Uh, that sounds so exciting. Well, I'm just I'm definitely going to be following up on what happens and please keep in touch and thanks for chatting with us today. 
Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Again, uh, you know, I'm, it's all about my dog. You know, it really is because, you know, I have conversations all the time. But, hey, you do this, you do that. At the end of the day, though, it might be, what's important to me is my wife and my, and my dog. I mean, that's really – and that's why this was such a great uh, thing when uh, Beneful approached me on this. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Uh, I can tell you're really passionate about it, and that is really cool. So yeah. thank you yep. for taking the time to do it, and thank you for sharing it all with us today. Well, I look forward. I look forward to being back, and uh, we'll talk more about it when uh, you know when we get the finalists uh, up there, and people can start getting online and, and voting. That sounds great. Thank you, Jason. Okay, thanks. We need to take a quick break now, but when we return, Susan Keys Hagel from the First City Animal Response Team has some exciting news about a summer event that you'll definitely want to add to your calendar. So don't go away, and we'll be right back with more Pet Place Radio here on Retro Twelve Sixty. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show with Susan Keys from the Surf City Animal Response Team. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's we, great to be here. We've had you a few times on the Pet Place. You're one of our favorite guests. Well, thank you. <laughs> nice to hear. Now, let's remind everybody what the Surf City Animal Response Team is. Well, we're a Southern California-based animal response team, so we would set up temporary animal sheltering in a disaster. And when there isn't a disaster, we're out educating the public on disaster preparedness for their pets and their families. Okay. Now, we talked about this before our radio show, but I'm, I'm wondering what's going on in the Gulf, and do you have uh, any partners in other animal rescue teams in other parts of the country that are helping out some of these animals that are affected by the oil spill. All your national organizations are involved and have people on standby. Right now, each state has their own team of responders, and it has to be, you have to be very highly trained to be working with animals, any type of wildlife with oil on it. So so all the national organizations are involved and on standby, and all your wildlife rescue places are also on standby. But right now, each state is handling their own any chance that you guys might get called in to, to lend a hand, or is everything under control? Everything's under control at the local level. Um, our organization would not go in, but all of us that are affiliated with national organizations could be called in a later date. Right now, there's not as many animals affected at this time as there will be several months down the road right. when more and more oil washes ashore. So it's it's going to change, and the hurricane season will change things also. Okay. Now, we do occasionally get some oil spills, smaller ones here in Southern California. Do you guys have special trainings in how to deal with animals affected by oil spills? Uh, We recently went through a training with the Wetlands and Wildlife Care Facility, but it was just basic understanding. Again, you have experienced people at the wildlife stations, like the Wetlands and Wildlife Care Facility that's actually down in Huntington Beach, and Mm -hmm. they have experienced people dealing with handling animals that come in with any type of oil on them. So it's very specialized, and the oil is very toxic, so you really don't want to be picking it up on the beach to show people how many tar balls are on the freeway or on the side of the road. It's just not a very healthy thing to do. No, not at all. Now, you guys have a, a pretty special event that you do every year, and I know you've got one coming up this summer. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yes, it's our annual fundraiser. We do one every year. I believe this is our fifth year that we've done this. It's going to be on Sunday, August 14th, 
This is our one time a year that we actually raise funds. I'm sorry, August 15th, Sunday, August 15th. Um, we always offer the microchipping, and the cost for that is 20 plus registration, which is the goal is to get people to microchip so in the event of a disaster and their animals get out, they're easier to track. Uh, we look at different types of, well, there's possibility we might have some sort of a mobile vaccine service available during the event as well. That's something that's in progress. Okay. It would be something where it's actually a discounted thing. And we have vendors, every type of animal, pet type vendor that imaginable. So it's something that we educate the public while people are having fun. And and fun is definitely a good descriptor here. You're even going to have some pet portraits done there. If you bring your pet, you're going to have a photographer? Yes, we've done that every year. Um, the canine frisbee dog team has always been wonderful coming back, so there's frisbee teams. We did move to a new location because we outgrew our other location. Oh, where will you be this year? We're day? actually in Fountain Valley Mile Square Park, the sports arena. Oh. Area D, so we're actually, there's a lot of parking. Okay. And that's a very important thing is to have a lot of parking because Definitely. we do find, especially for the microchipping, we have a lot of people that come in from other counties to do the microchipping. Okay. So that's something that's so a nice. So this isn't just for Orange County. If you're out here in Los Angeles, this is a fun day, and it's a great way to get low-cost microchipping. Yes, very important. Now, you also offer lots of tips on being prepared, you know, the average pet owner in case of emergency, whether that be a fire or an earthquake or you name it. Let's go over some of the basics that, that people should do to be a good pet owner and to be prepared. Well, we have a detailed list on our website, but what we tell people is things that you use every day for your pets, food, water, if there's medications, you know, litter boxes, all those types of things that you use every day, you need to have an extra set and have it in one location instead of in multiple locations. If your pet's on medication, make sure that you have something that where it could be temporarily refrigerated. I always tell people you're self-activating Ice packs, cold packs are great. Okay. It'd be a temporary way of keeping your, you know, any type of refrigerated medications. A blanket that they're used to, something, a comfort item, something that might have your scent on it. So mm -hmm. you want to have all these types of things in one place so if you need to grab it quickly. Okay. And we all know in an earthquake you might need to grab it quickly. And we recommend that it be in an exterior wall because it's easier to access something, access something on an exterior wall in the event that there's any type of damage. Oh, all right. That's a very, very good idea. And let's say you're not home and you're separated from your pets. Do you have some tips that will help you get reunited? I know that having your, your pet photo taken at the, the big pet fair is a good thing because then you have nice, photo identification of your pet that you could show in case you're separated and need to get reunited and prove that a certain pet is yours. What other things should you do to, to prepare in case you're not around when the disaster starts? Well, you definitely want to make sure you have the pet photos, but you want pet photos with every family member. Okay. So not just the pet, but also a family member with it. And if you have five people in your family, you should have five photos of the pet with each family member. Oh, okay. Also having copies of the medical records is very important. It helps to have a neighbor or a friend that has access to your home that can go in and help get the animals out. So you need a place where they can go if you're not going to be at home. Okay. I have neighbor and a friend that actually have access to my place where they can go in and help my animals. 
So it's good that you can network ahead of time, but you probably should also make sure your pet's comfortable with whoever you choose to do this. Very important, and they obviously need to know how many pets you have in your house because it's not the time to say that you have one more pet than you or one less pet than you actually do if they need to go in and help. And it helps if you have pets that used to being around other people. Okay. Now, I used to hear that you should put a little note on your door for firefighters or emergency crews if you have pets in the house. Is, is that still something that people should do? I know that there's been a little bit of talk about that, whether or not uh, emergency personnel will live and pay attention to notes like that. They will if it's in a place where they're going in. If you have a any type of a window or anything that's close to the front door, which is typically where firefighters are going to enter a home, yes, you need to have that, and you need to have accurately how many pets and a phone number. And you need to make sure that you update it because eventually the permanent marker does fade over time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yes, you still need to do that, and there's so many different places that you could get these window decals. So we strongly recommend that you have those. Okay. So that still is a good idea then. And do you find that emergency personnel, a lot of them are pet people and are interested in helping animals? A lot of them have pets themselves. So, so they and they understand. worry about what happens to their pets in a disaster just like everybody else. Okay, so, so they might be a little more compassionate than, yes. than we might think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so they're not just uh, in there ready to put out the fire and, and not concerned that the dog ran out the door and is running uh, no, three they, miles away. They really do the best that they can to help the animals as well. Okay, that's good to know. How did the Surf City Animal Response Team come into being? What was the motivation there? We felt that there was a need to have a team of people better trained, and make sure that we had the resources where we could access in the event of a disaster. So having a team that was better trained, not one that's localized in just one small area, because we know in an earthquake, wherever you are is wherever you help. We have team members in four different counties. Okay. So it's very important. And also the more people that you train, the better able they are to help their own community wherever they happen to be in the time of a disaster. How, how do people get involved? Do you have training seminars that people can sign up for? We have training classes that we actually do for our membership. Um, the main thing is to get them cross-trained. There's a lot of national organizations that offer training that we mm -hmm. encourage our members and the public to go to. Okay. So, I mean, that's something that we can provide them information on upcoming emergency animal sheltering classes that are coming up and also just basic volunteer training for some of the with some of the national organizations and you don't have to sign up with those organizations to take the class the class is a great way of educating yourself so you can be prepared do you have this information on your website it'll be on the website today oh okay that's good news and what is your website our website is www.scart.us Scart.us. Right. That's real easy. <laughs> we like to keep it simple. That's really good. And as far as you said that you have members, how do people actually become members of Scart? We actually have membership applications that they can fill online. Our basic membership dues, if you want to be a non or an associate member or non-voting, is $10. And that's for the year. That's a year. Oh, that's, that's for a year. Yeah. If it's if you want to be a full time member where you actually have the option of voting, mm -hmm. then it's twenty five. But what do you vote on? Vote on the board because okay. we are a nonprofit. We do have a board of directors, which okay. is required to have a board of directors. So mm -hmm. we have to have voting members. Okay. But it's the same benefits. 
okay. between an associate membership and a full membership. Okay, so unless you want to be real active and be on the board, that being an associate member is... Associate member gives you the opportunity. And we have liability insurance to cover our membership, so when we're doing training or any type of response work, we have coverage to protect our members and, you know, in the event of any type of an accident that might happen. Oh, that's really good. So it, yeah, so the, being a nonprofit, you also, especially in response, you need to make sure that you have the liability insurance to protect the membership. And what kind of commitment is involved? What are you expected to do if you join? We do not require people to come to the meetings. We know they have a lot of other priorities. Training, we offer as much training as possible, and we encourage them to stay on top of it. We do booth events. We're always looking for members to help work booth events. And we do actually shelter training for our membership where we do a mock shelter. Oh, okay. And where do those normally take place? Uh, we're doing one in the fall, and it's actually going to be down at in Irvine. Okay. And that's that's geared for our membership, but we're always looking for people to role play and actually pretend that they're evacuees, and we let them work with stuffed animals. Oh, okay. That's lots of fun. Do you, do you allow people to bring real animals to this? We typically use therapy-trained animals, animals okay. that actually have some sort of training and make sure that we eliminate the liability issues if you have just a regular pet come in that has okay. any type of behavior issues around a lot of people that are wanting to use them as part of a drill. Well, let me play devil's advocate just a little. <laughs> if you're using stuffed animals and perfect little angel pets, in a real situation, wouldn't you say that it you might not be prepared to handle some of the fear responses in some of the animals? Well, in a disaster, the people that actually handle the animals are going to be your ones that are trained to handle animals because we all know the temperament of an animal changes when they're outside of their normal environment. So it would be specifically our team members that are used to handling animals who would be actually handling them in the shelter. But there's more to do in a temporary shelter than just handle the animals. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So if you wanted to be a member and, and you don't have a lot of animal experience, you can handle more of the paperwork and the, the administrative side of right. emergency response. Yes. Okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, Susan, you are a terrific guest, and I always feel so appreciative when you take the time out of your busy morning to stop by and talk with us, so thank you. Well, thank you. We do need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News on Retro 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Orange County Animal Care is going green for Pet Fair 2010 on Saturday, June 19th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Visit the Orange County Animal Shelter at 561 the City Drive South in Orange. There you'll find lots of homeless pets who need homes, and they'll be spayed or neutered for free if you adopt them. There'll be eco-friendly vendors, demonstrations, opportunity drawings, kids' activities, shelter tours, food, and fun for the whole family. Admission is free. Can't beat that. For more info, visit www.ocpetinfo.com or call 714-935-6848. Don't forget to check out our newly redesigned website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. 
We'll be back next weekend here on Retro 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.